I go in between Montreal and LA a lot, but um, I'm probably going to be here for the next few months. So yeah, this is home. When did you move out there? I guess two years. Uh, I actually just found out I, we got a new place. My boyfriend and I, so we're going to be moving next month to uh, another apartment. So it'll be, yeah, it's been two years. Was that a pandemic move? We lived in Montreal during the pandemic and then just decided that we wanted to try something new. And we both wanted to try living in L.A. Uh, so, yeah, then we just went and did it. Anything in particular? Just uh, just good Southern California vibes? Yeah, I just wanted to get, well, I mean, definitely wanted to try uh, not experiencing a Canadian winter. <laughs> Montreal winter. I mean, Chicago is, uh, the winter's pretty intense there too. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so it's been nice. I guess so this, it's been our, this will be our second or third Christmas here now. Uh, I think we might go to Universal Studios. <laughs> I've heard California originally. I live in okay. New York now. Now I have seasons, but mm-hmm. um, it's a little weird the first time moving down to the States to Southern California and it like there's it and it's like 70 degrees on Christmas. Yeah. It's a little trippy. It's like, there's no snow. It's like, you kind of forget that it's even Christmas. I was actually just in Australia and they, I mean, everything is obviously like Christmas decorated, uh, but it was, it's like there's summer there. So that, that was also really interesting. <laughs> was that for a tour? It was. Yeah. I was touring with tops. We, uh, we went there for about it was about a week, I guess, and played like like seven shows. Uh, it was really fun. I've never been there before. It's kind of like Canada from the standpoint of there's not there's a lot of space between things, so it's probably a little bit difficult to tour from that standpoint. Yes, we were like doing a lot of flying around uh, just because the drives are like way too long. But we actually we did get to drive one uh, on one. We we drove like a nine hour. Did a nine-hour drive because uh, one of our flights got canceled, uh, but it was cool. We got to see the like countryside of Australia. So it's not common, I guess, that that happens when you're touring there. How were the shows down there? They were really fun. Uh, the crowds were great. Australians are kind of similar to Canadians. <laughs> I've never heard that before, so I I would like you to to expound upon that. I feel like there's just a I don't know. There seems to be like a similar energy. Uh, people are very friendly. They like to have fun. Uh, yeah, the, I don't know. The vibe was very similar. I guess just like a friendly, down for whatever attitude. Just like, I mean, it's a lot sunnier there, and they, you know, have accents, but they are very similar. <laughs> Listen, I hate I hate to break it to you, but you have an accent too. I mean, it's true. I do. <laughs> I was in Vancouver uh, for the first time a couple weeks ago, and it's one of those things where like. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of the conversation you don't notice, and then somebody says like pasta. Yep. Oh yeah, no, I'm in an, I'm in another country. Yep. <laughs> I feel like it's when I say about or like going out, like it's the outs, <laughs> and I'll even hear it in myself. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, okay, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Do you find yourself sort of? Uh, I don't know. What, I don't even know what the right the right word would be, but. Um, are you, are you slowly losing what's left of your accent? No, I, I feel like, I, I mean, I go to Canada so often and I feel like I grew up in a very small, like rural Ontario and I feel like it'll, it'll never leave me. 
yeah, it's it's there for life, I think. Whereabouts in Ontario? Uh, Mount Forest, this really small town, um, about, about, about of a boat, <laughs> 2,500 people. <laughs> uh, but well, I, I once grew, you draw attention yeah. to it, like yeah. it's unavoidable. <laughs> I know. Now I'm not going to be able to stop. Um, but yeah, I, but I grew up in the country for the most of my time. I moved I moved around a lot, but uh, grew up in the country. I actually grew up in like a, a ha- town called Holstein, which is even smaller. I mean, it's it's like an intersection and there's like a general store and then everything else is just like uh, rural and like country. But I went to school and, and like, yeah, Mount Forest was like the town that I grew up in. Was it a situation where you couldn't, you couldn't wait to get out? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I like looking back, I'm really happy. Uh, I thought I like that. I grew up there and I grew up in the country and, you know, I, I guess, yeah, there was a certain point where I was ready to leave for the big city. And I did. Um, I, I don't really go back there so often either. I think because I I don't have like any family there anymore, uh, and like uh, yeah, none of my none of the friends that I kept in touch with live there either. So, but I'd like to go back and visit. It's always fun, you know, to go through your past. I get the sense, you know, I'm I'm from a I guess I would say a small city in California, but um, you know, I I, I get the sense that like once the internet really started being a thing, like. People are people are a lot less isolated than they used yep. to be from d- different different forms of culture. It's very true. I was just talking about that recently with someone also, just about how like growing up without really having a computer, like I mean, we had a computer and we had the internet, but it was like something that we didn't really use it that often. And just talking about how like you know kids today are like I find that like kids like they don't they're not like going out as much. I feel like the, the generation of kids that are like, you know, at like drinking age, like nobody's really drinking or partying, like going to clubs or bars and stuff. But I think it's I think it's because they're occupied, like they're not bored. I feel like we were when we were kids, we were bored. <laughs> drinking and apparently sex is like down in a major way. Really, with Gen Z too is is is, is what I've heard. I, I I can't say I have any first yeah, yeah. experience, but. <laughs> Listen, like the pandemic wasn't easy for anybody, but I can't imagine it coming at like such a formative time of like missing. I was, I was talking to uh, somebody the other night who has um, he has three kids. Two of them are twins. I think they're like five now, and his oldest is eight. And like you know, they we all lost a year of our lives, but when you're that age, socialization is like the main thing that you get out of school, and they just completely lost a full year of that. Totally. It's wild. It's wild to think about. It's it's been, I guess, like almost four years. Pretty crazy. I don't know. It's, it's a long time. I mean, it's it seems like it was just yesterday. I was, it's funny. I was also talking about like how, uh, like a lot of the breakout artists, like like Dua Lipa and like Lizzo and Doja Cat, like those artists, like really broke out in, in COVID. And a lot of those songs, like you hear them on the radio now. And it's a little like, oh, that was a weird time, actually. <laughs> like you, like you, like you love those songs, but it, it's now reminding you of, you know, your pandemic or like the uh, quarantine or whatever that you have to go through. Tops, Tops was on the road when things first went down. We, yeah, we were. We were in Germany. Uh, we were playing. We were opening up for this band, Anne and Kane can't write. Anne and Kane to write. Sorry, I'm saying it wrong. At these in these like stadiums uh and then yeah it was it was so like we were around like you know thousands and thousands of people 
which was a little freaky because once the pandemic broke, we were like, oh my God, we're all obviously going to get sick like instantly. And they were ahead of us in Europe. They were, yeah. It was cra- kind of crazy. We were about to, we were, we were, we were doing, we were on that tour when uh, it happened and, you know, the pandemic, the, the, the news like made its announcements. And we were supposed to go to the United States to continue touring on like a North American run. And we were like, okay, we have to leave. We have to leave Germany. We have to get to the United States. But then, like, Donald Trump had announced that, like, they were, he was closing the borders. You have, like, you know, 72 hours to get there, something ridiculous. Uh, so, like, we booked flights to New York, which we made. But once we got to New York, the situation has gotten so much worse. We were like, you know what? Let's just go home. <laughs> Cancel the tour. Like, it's obviously not happening. I'm in Queens, which is really, it was like the heart of the pandemic for a couple months there. But, you know, in, into like into March with musicians who were still touring. I, I was I talked to a guy. I mean, it seems it's wild now in hindsight, but you know, at, at the time it felt so touch and go. He's, he's got to be like well into his seventies, and they were still touring at the time, and they, they didn't they didn't quite pull the plug because I think it took, and understandably so, I think it took a long time for the scope of things to really sink in for people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it was, a, it was a one. Yeah. Once there was like uh once people had to quarantine, I, that's when I was like, okay, this is like, I was like sticking. Yeah. Putting oregano up my nose and stuff. I was like, I gotta like, you know, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was my dad's advice. He was like, you know, my parents are very like uh, into like herbal, like, you know, vitamins stuff. Uh, and, or, you know, I know oregano oil. You do, yeah, it's yeah. you take it to you know when you have like stomach things or when you're sick, whatever. But uh, my dad was like, put some on your pinky, like rub it around your nose, on your, on your nose, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, but everyone you was did just, though, didn't you? I, I I did a little bit, and then I was like, this is kind of burns. <laughs> I'm like, we're we're just gonna stop. It's it's gonna be fine. I mean, I didn't actually get sick till like I think like a year or two, like after it happened. It took me a yeah. But, uh, but yeah, what a crazy time. I mean, I mean, I made my record in the pandemic. I wouldn't have, I feel like, you know, I, I work, got to work on it like every day because like I, I, I was really, wasn't really seeing anybody. I was just going to the studio and working with it on it with David. So, I mean, I, you know, that's something that I will say, like a really good thing that came out of it for me. Now, I guess it's fine. But for a long time there, you would have to talk about any positives from the pandemic in like very hushed tones. Like, you know, I know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you you wanted everyone to know that you like you were that you were suffering as much as anyone else. But yeah. It, so, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it seems to me so it's like so, soon to be two records, I guess. But mm-hmm. it seems to me that this was an inevitability for you, but the pandemic maybe accelerated things a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I, I started making the record like right at the end of 2019. So it was happening, but then the, the, the pandemic just helped. Like, I mean, it just gave me more time obviously um, and focus to finish it. So yeah, it would have, it would have happened for sure. But I wonder how different it would have been. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, but now working on another one, it's a little bit, I mean, it's, it's different because I'm not in Montreal anymore, although I am working on the record still, on a lot of the record with David uh, from Tops. So I'm going back there to finish a bunch of songs, but I'm also doing a bunch of songs with uh, different producers in LA, which is fun, like just friends of mine. The first record, was it 
Was it largely done remotely or were the two of you meeting up in person? We were meeting up in person. Uh, we were like, we had our like pods, you know, of, like people who you could like see every day kind of thing. But yeah, David was my, my pod. <laughs> so I would go, I would go over his place every day. Technology in general is a, a double-edged sword, but, you know, one of the things that affords us is, you know, we're having this conversation on opposite sides of the country right now, yeah. and, you know, to, to a certain extent, collaboration has gotten easier to 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 do remotely. Were you, were you at least able to do, like, a fair amount of stuff on your own, or d- did you really need that kind of uh, sounding board in person? I... Yeah, we we did everything in person. Like even the drums on the record, we got we we had them like in person. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we were wearing masks and stuff. But it's funny. I mean, the the top EP though was our like the first time that any of us had really done remote stuff because uh, we were getting Riley, the drummer, to send us like we were kind of going back and forth with like drum takes and stuff because we me Jane and David were in Montreal together at the time so we were like working on stuff and then sending to Riley and he would send back to us but i'm actually doing that a lot more now too uh i my friend Chris Bowering just actually sent me drums that he did in Vancouver so it's like funny now i'm doing more of the remote stuff it works it does for sure but you know i, I think it probably Based on hearing you talk about the the experience of that first record, it makes sense to me that you kind of needed somebody there to. I, I know, like, I, I this is kind of a loaded word, but to like validate the yeah. the stuff that you were writing. Oh my god, absolutely! I mean, it was also like it was my first time doing it. I, I didn't. It's really it's hard to do stuff like that on your own without like you get really caught up in your own thoughts and like your own expectations of like what things should sound like. And I think for me, I often. If I don't have someone there, I won't finish it because I just will be so unsure about like what direction to take it in. It's nice to have like I'm the type of person that like I'll you know I'll finish a demo uh, or like I'll get a song like close to finish. I'll just like send it to a bunch of my friends. Like what do you think? I need feedback. So having David there was really really nice, especially just because he has a lot of experience with like writing, producing, all that stuff. He's you know it was nice to have someone there that knew. And I, I'm not very, I, I don't, I'm not great at like using like Pro Tools and stuff, for example. So it's, it was nice to have someone there that, you know, took charge of that and handled that. When you were bringing the songs in the first time, like how, uh, this is going to sound hoity-toity, but how how complete of a vision did you have? I mean, did did you really, did you understand like how you wanted things to sound or like how much of that was really a product mm-hmm. of also having him in the studio to produce you? I mean, yeah, I had an idea of like the type of songs I wanted to make. And, you know, I would, I would show up with like a song that was written that we would then go in and like fix like, or like change little parts uh, or rearrange the song. Or like a lot of the times also I come in with a song and I won't have a bridge just because I don't know. Sometimes those bridges, <laughs> they get the best of me. So I talked to somebody who hated bridges the other day. It was just <laughs> really? such a weird, arbitrary <laughs> thing that, uh, you know, people are strange yeah. like that. People are strange like that. But, I mean, it's it's like one of those things that I like needed to learn how to master, you know. And so it was nice to have, like, David help finish writing some of those songs. But uh, there were a lot of songs on the record, too, that we wrote together. Um, 
where we would both sit down. Like I would sit down on the on the keys, and he'd have his guitar. Or actually, he would play bass a lot of the time, and we would just like yeah write a song, yeah, write together and write the song. But I, I, yeah, I think you know I started with an idea of like wanting to write more upbeat kind of songs. I guess there's an aspect of my music that a lot of people are telling me like that it, I guess are, is a bit R&B that I, I, I didn't realize I did. So that was cool. I think that um, that was something I discovered uh, in the writing process like that, like I didn't realize was, was happening, I guess. There aren't a ton of interviews uh, with, with just you out there, but of the ones that I've read, like you were, you're citing like, destiny's child like you're citing like r&b music so it you kind of it's not a huge surprise that people are making that leap no absolutely i think that that's like music that i love to listen to growing up or like and was listening to during the making of but i guess i didn't i didn't realize till later that i was doing it like you know what i mean like that it was just like more of this like r&b influenced it was unconscious i think so and like but then realizing like yeah i guess of course like i was listening to a lot of these like R&B records, like, of course, I'm going to start, I'm going to write music like that. But um, I mean, I was listening to a lot of other stuff, too, at the time. So I guess, yeah, I was just, yeah, it was, it was cool. I guess it was, it was cool that people recognize that. And then it also just made me like, re-realize that, like, that was music that I really liked and should continue trying to do stuff in that way. But we'll see. I don't know. The next record is definitely already, I feel like, sounding different. And I feel like it's stepping a little bit away from that vibe. Similar, but different. When you were saying that you wanted it to be uh, more upbeat, I was wondering if that, if you were contrasting that to something directly, like, is that in contrast to top? No, I guess I just, I mean, when I first started writing, I guess when I first, maybe in contrast to myself, just like when I first started writing songs, I was doing a lot of like singer songwriter style um, songs. And I think that I wanted to just try something new and different. Yeah. Because tops is pretty upbeat i would say it's your own thing but it's pretty clear you know especially on the first record that this is from somebody or, or for, i guess from several people in, in that band it's not you know it's not like a huge it's not a huge leap away from what tops is doing i mean yeah of course it's like david you know he's like the, the main one of the main songwriters in tops too and like produces you know everything so i guess like yeah it's gonna sound it's gonna sound a bit like tops but I mean, I guess that's also why I'm I'm working with other people now too, just because I want to like explore what my sound is with different producers, and I don't know, it's kind of it's been fun. Was that thought in your head of really trying to, I guess, distinguish the music you make from the other band that you're in? Yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that definitely feels like I I want to just because like yeah yeah I want to I want to try, you know, doing something different. And distinguishing myself as like it's as my own like thing, rather than like Marta from Tops, which is fine. I mean, I love Tops, and like I I also write in Tops, and you know this, it's like we're I mean I'll always love and be in Tops, so it's like, you know it's it's a compliment, and it's you know it's it, but yeah I think it's fun to just try new things and do you know separate yourself a little bit. You've been in the band for a long time, but you weren't. You weren't there from the beginning, so no. it, it seems obviously being in that band, being with those people, and having those people appear on your records has had a pretty profound influence on your sound. Absolutely, yeah. There, I mean, there. They Tops has taught me so much about songwriting. I, I think like there's a lot of, you know, what I do 
with my music now that like I feel like I I've taken or like they've inspired in me. Um, yeah, like I I feel like I can I, you know I can't be grateful enough for what they have shown me and they've just yeah given me a, a like a confidence also even to just try and do my own thing or like you know confidence in in songwriting and production and stuff. So it's been they've they, they are a huge very huge part of my life and musical life. Once you're touring stadiums in Germany, does something like uh, writing your own songs, does that feel not as scary as it would otherwise? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely, definitely. I guess, I think that when I first started, there's just like this, such like an expectation, I guess, that you have of yourself. And then I was like, wait, this is actually just really fun and cool. And like, I can, like, I'm in a band that does it. Like, why can't I do it? You know, I'm seeing other people do it. It's not... It's not impossible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Had you anticipated being a, a songwriter for as long as you've been playing music? Yeah, I've, I've, I've like, definitely, I, I've written, I've been writing uh, since, like, I was little. But just nothing, like, obviously professional or, I don't know, nothing with, like, this, like, clear, like, intention. It was just, it's just, like, was a fun thing that I did. And, like, you know. But I, I always, like, as a kid, like, I always wanted to play music. Was it fear? Was it just being focused on too many other things at the same time? Yeah, I think it was fear and just, like, but also, yeah, like, you mean, I mean, I, like, I quit music. Like, I, I stopped playing music for, like, I mean, quit. Like, as it, like I, I, I still play, but I just didn't, I don't know, it wasn't, like, my, a main focus in my life for a chunk of, like, my, uh, like, 20s, I guess, because I... I, I was modeling, and so I just decided to, like, I was traveling a lot, and I just decided to, like, put everything I had into that, which was great, and I had a lot of fun, uh, but then, I mean, they just reached a point where I was like, I, like, what, I don't know, what am I doing? I, I've, like, lost, I've lost my, like, like, control of, like, what I want and, like, who I am, and, like, I want to get back to what I, I've always wanted to do, so, and then I quit, and then, yeah. <laughs> I obviously don't know a lot about modeling, but, you know, there's... To a large degree, it seems to me that it's something that you're taking orders from somebody else, right? I mean, and and it's not. And if the thing that you're really looking for is a way to express yourself, it's perhaps not the best way to do that. Totally. And like, I worked with a bunch of, I, I have friends who I'm, I'm still very good friends with that I like. I would work on shoots with uh, Justin, who like Aradaha, who made he took the photo uh, on my record of me walking. I've known him for like, I don't know, like ten plus years. And, like, we used to, like, we, we would do creative shoots together, and that was definitely, like, the, a very fun and, like, more creative aspect of it. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was, there's not really a lot of creative outlet in an industry like that. You felt like you, you had kind of taken it as far as it could go? Yeah, exactly. I taken it, I was just, I, I wanted to try, I wanted to do something else, and I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Was it just too grueling, or what, what about it did, didn't you enjoy anymore? I guess it was taking a lot of uh, a, a lot of mental space up, and like I think it, I, I just didn't want to think of, like there's just a lot involved in you know with like you know, thinking about the way you look or like working out all the time or I don't know it just it's it's like a, it's like really like just it felt like it, it was a full time job in my head like you know thinking constantly about it and I just didn't want to do that anymore. Talk about like things that are high up on people's list of fears of just having like every inch of you under a microscope when you're doing that. I mean, I 
I, I couldn't imagine it, that personally. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, you know, I still like work or I'll still like do shoots and stuff for people or like shops or whatever. Like, and I don't mind doing that kind of stuff, but it was more just like that be it being like such a full-time gig and like, you know, having an agent and like really, I don't know, pushing myself like to go to castings and all that stuff. Like it, it was just, it was just a lot. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, I did enjoy it. I got to travel a lot and meet a lot of really cool people, but yeah. I just like, yeah, music is obvious. I mean, I love. <laughs> Obviously the music business can be kind of like skeevy on its totally. own. Is, but do you find yourself in more bad situations in modeling? I I feel like, I mean, you're right. Because like music industry can also be like extremely shifty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would say so. I just, I just, just because of your vulnerability, like, you know, you're like, what, like, in your teens or like in your early twenties, it's like, you, you don't know a lot about life. And I think that people take advantage of you a lot. Um, I've thankfully never had like anything like really bad happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many stories, but yeah, I think that it's just, it's just that it's just that aspect of it. That's I think pretty dangerous. I mean, music is like that too, though. I think there's a lot of, you know, young people that get involved and like, so, I mean, so yeah, it's like, it's honestly, it is pretty similar, but hard to say now because I'm older and I came into the music industry older with like knowing more and especially coming out of the modeling industry as well. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm like, I've got thick skin now. The worst that somebody can say about one of your songs probably isn't like nearly as, uh, I mean, it it sucks. It's hard to have people critique you, but Mm -hmm. there's just, there's something about people like just talking about your physical appearance and and that minute level of detail that is absolutely mortifying to me it's a trip yeah <laughs> it's yeah but oh well how did you start modeling uh how did i start modeling someone my mom's friend who was a makeup artist she was like oh your daughter's so tall like you know you should go see <laughs> you should go model like literally oh my god it's like to this day i i still get asked oh do you do you model do you play basketball I'm like Okay. I mean, I do, <laughs> but <laughs> I shoot like, a mean so hoop. Like a <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I do love playing basketball, but it's not, you know, I don't, not, not professionally. But yeah, uh, I guess it started like that. Yeah. It was just my friend's mom was like, oh, she should try. And I know this guy, this agent and she should meet him. And so I just went and met him and uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. Um, and I was like in it for a while, then I quit and then I got back in it. And, yeah. So you started as a teenager? Yeah, I started uh, in high school, like when I guess when I was, yeah, like in grade like 11 or something like that. Yeah. Did you continue school or were you doing both at the same time? No, I continued school. I continued, I, I, I went through high school. I quit, the, like I it ended in high school and then like I, I like continued just like my normal high school life. And then I, it was like four years later, I'd, I'd say that I got back into it. That my friend was like, again, same, same thing happened where she was like, Oh, you should meet my agent. You should maybe like think about modeling again. So I started up, uh, I really struggling to remember what year that was. I feel like it was like 2011. Yeah. Cause I started up again and then I went and went to Hong Kong and like spent like five months there. Uh, and that was like, I started again. I love Hong Kong. Hong Kong I mean, is the I've coolest. I've been a couple of years, but it's it's amazing. Um, you were you were out there modeling? Yeah, I was out there modeling, and I'm I was I meant to go back there. We Tops was going to go back there on a on a tour that we did, but 
we were, there was just like this typhoon that was following us around. So a bunch of the, yeah. And thankfully we never got caught up in it, but uh, there were some of the shows, some of the shows had to get canceled because of it. Like Hong Kong was one of them. So I was so bummed we didn't get to go back. But I really want to go back there. It's such a cool city. I mean, it's, I guess it's different now, but I mean, I want to, I still want to go back. It is. Last time I was there was when the, um, the protests were happening and it's, and it's like, it's so close to China and they've got this high speed rail. Now it takes like 30 minutes to get from Hong Kong to Shenzhen, Whoa. which is, which is like great. But uh, I, I have a friend who, who's from there. I was talking to him about it. He was like, well, they, uh, the, the CCP has jurisdiction over the subway, which means that all underground up until it gets to like the station in Hong Kong, that's run by the CCP. So they're like, it's, they're slowly like encroaching onto Hong Kong. Damn. And it's really, yeah. I mean, cause it's such a beautiful, like vibrant place with its own identity. And it's just, I mean, obviously they had, you know, colonial English rule before. Of course. Yeah. It, it, it's, it seems like it's going to get swallowed up just completely sooner or later. That's too bad. I need to, yeah, I need to get out there soon then. I, I discovered uh, Wong Kar Wai while I was living there too, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is like really just like like I'm really just like immersing myself into the city, and it felt so cool. I loved it." I've been there a couple times, and the first oh, time cool. I was there, I accidentally booked a hotel in uh, the uh, Chungking Palaces. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> Which is like- that was like a real dodgy, you know, <laughs> I've been living in New York for a long time. And that was a, that was one of the dodgier situations I think I've been in. in oh my God. Life. That's so cool that you've been there multiple times. Only for weeks at a time. Like you spent five okay. months there, which is yeah, an yeah. entirely different experience. That's true. That's true. That was, yeah. It's a long time. It's like, it's like perfect. It's like kind of like the perfect amount of time. Like you really get to like know a place. Um, but yeah. Did you pick up Cantonese? No, I mean, not, not really. Just like little, little things like like hello and goodbye or like uh, yeah I, yeah no not so no <laughs> that's no how did you end up there for modeling though uh there was just an agent there that uh i guess uh, i think they, they i can't remember if they came to canada and like met me or but it was it was through an agent my agent at the time like had hooked it up and uh they basically just like you know liked my look and thought I could work there. So then they, they, yeah, shipped me over there. They were looking for Western models. Yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, they're always just looking for like new faces and stuff. And, uh, yeah. And you go there and you build, yeah, it, it was, it was really fun. It was, it was a yeah, really weird time, but it was great. I was like living in an apartment with like four girls. It's like tiny, tiny, tiny apartment <laughs> in like bunk beds. It was, it was, yeah. Like a reality show. Basically. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like- a really different experience though like being somewhere for five months and like being on tour in a place it seems you know like i'm lucky that my job brings me to places for weeks at a time but it seems like when you're touring you know you've got late nights you don't really get to enjoy places like you would if you were traveling for yourself you really don't i mean and it gets really like you you know you, you like really get to the venue and just are in the venue and then you pack up and you go and it's like dark out and you just get to the hotel you know, there's not a lot of downtime, but I mean, it's funny. Yeah. Me, my friend was recently talking, we were talking about touring and she was like, it's such an unnatural like way of living. Uh, Cause you're like gone, you know, for like a month or more. I mean, I can't even imagine those artists that go on tour, like basically all year. I guess there's like buses and stuff involved, but you know, yeah, it's, it's like, 
there's like days off and stuff that you go and like you can go and explore but a lot of the times on those days off I'm like just gonna sleep <laughs> it seems like a really good especially when you're driving around it seems like a really good way to know if you should be in a band with someone oh my god absolutely I mean that's why I mean Tops is great though like we we were talking about that a bit on tour because we were we heard about like the Brian Jonestown or how they like yeah yeah <laughs> I had him on the show and yeah he's oh wow uh, he's infamous yeah 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 I mean I've heard lots, you know, uh, but we were talking about how like grateful we were like, not, we mean, that's just not, that's so far from anything that would happen in, in our band. Like we're actually really good friends and we hang out. I mean, you know, we hang out a lot outside of just touring. Uh, so it's nice. I can, I can be in a van with those guys for a month. <laughs> them, have them guest on, on your record, but exactly. you know, there, there is an extent to which like, I mean, obviously, there there are ways in which you've complicated things by moving to a different yes. country. But at the same time, it's like any relationship. Like, it's probably actually nice, like having some time away and then going back and seeing them. I agree. I really do. And like, you know, I mean, it's funny. So Riley, the drummer, also lives in LA, which is nice. And now Jane, she was living in Berlin, but she just moved back to Montreal, which is cool. So now it's just in between Montreal and LA. But no, I, I agree. I think that it's nice to get some space and like just do your own thing for a while, like you said, like in any relationship. And when you come back, you just appreciate it that much more. Was Tops was that your first band right after the modeling thing? No, I was in a, I was in a couple bands. I was in well, my very first band that I was in was was called Church, <laughs> but we had to we changed our name to San Marina and like just restarted because I guess we were getting billed as like a Christian band. Um, <laughs> you stayed in the kind of like Catholic model. It seems like, yeah. But uh, and it was actually funny because we we started the band and then that band churches was also just like coming up. So we're like, this is just complicated. We're changing the name. Uh, but no, they were, that was my first band, and I, I mean I'm still in touch with Ryan. Uh, he's like a very very old friend of mine. There's that band, and then I also then after that joined this band. I guess I was in a band called Valens and a band called Sunshine and the Blue Moon. Uh, kind of both at the same. I mean, I was in three bands at the same time, actually. Uh, but it was just in Toronto, you know, and it was, it was, it was fun. It was so fun. It was like you know, three days a week, different, a different band, going and like re- rehearsing and jamming and just having fun. But that was when I first started like playing music in bands. Was I guess in like 2014 when I moved to Toronto. You went from modeling in, into music. It sounds like you transitioned a bit though. Like at, at what point in the process was it clear? Like, oh, this is actually like a thing that I can do i i definitely like i i stopped modeling i was it was i was in paris actually and i was living there at the time and i was i was really like feeling like that that's when i made the decision i was like i need to start playing music so when i ended my trip i moved to toronto and started playing music with uh with ryan browning uh in this band church that i was just saying well san marina and it, it wasn't like right away it took me it took a lot of confidence and like i i just didn't, I was really scared. I was super, super scared to get involved and like get, I don't know, just start playing again. Cause I'd only really played by myself and I wasn't very good. Like, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so it was, yeah, I, I don't know how long, but it was, wasn't immediate, but it was like, I guess like, you know, a few months or something like that. I, I started like I went in. You really were learning kind of on the spot then it sounds like. I really was. Yeah. Like I had played piano like when I was younger and like for most of my life, but it wasn't, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I, I didn't like stick to it or like practice a lot or whatever. It was just like doing it for fun. So when I started, 
playing in bands, I was, yeah, I had to, I had to learn how to like jam with other people and stuff pretty quickly. Like I wasn't very good. <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, I'm proud of what I've ha- you know, how far I've come. I, I do have like regrets. I'm like, I wish I really like was, you know, I stuck to like to it in high school. And like, even during modeling, I really wish I didn't get like stopped. But eh, whatever. Probably doesn't feel like it when you're going through it, but it seems like that came together pretty quickly. Then, yeah, from I think not so. being good to like being and you know to being able to tour the world. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, I, I, you know, I feel proud of what I've done and accomplished with with yeah with the amount of time. I mean, I met yeah, I guess I met Tops in 2017. And that's when I, that's when I joined tops. And that's also was like, that was like a really like step up of like, okay, you need to like practice, get your shit together. And like, you know, cause I was like going to Montreal. It was really lovely though. You know, I went to Montreal and I, I jammed with Jane who was playing flute and she never played flute live before. Like she had always played flute, but she didn't really play flute live cause she was usually the one playing the keys. So yeah, we like had a jam and it was just like so nice. We, her and I, were just like jamming together. I felt it just felt so right. I was like, okay, this is like my new, my new family. Toronto is obviously a very expensive city, but yeah. um, I I keep forgetting when I talk to you know people in Canada that there's like some support for the arts up there. So like, yes. it is possible to like survive in a band. Man, it is like really very true. Like I hear a lot. I mean, I have obviously so many American friends who are in bands and yeah, like the grant system is like, if you don't get me wrong, there's it's a lot of like bureaucracy and it, it, it takes a lot of, you know, work to get some of that stuff. But like when, if you do get it, it's, it's like really helpful. Like, top, like tops is like, we're really lucky we get grant funding and it helps. Otherwise, I mean, it's just really hard to make money. It's in, like, I, like no one, I like a lot, a lot of bands that I know just, are bit, like breaking even or not even marcy stuff is like you know i'm not at a level where i can apply for certain grants actually so uh it's also i'm like penny pinching with a lot of the stuff like touring that i do and breaking even how does that work when you move to the states i mean i am on a canadian label so i still get to to benefit i you know I think that no matter what as, as long as you're a canadian even if you're on an american label you can still get granting i think you just need you just need someone to help you, like, I guess, write them. Not just write them, but, like, um, like recommend you and stuff. Like, you know, get you in the system, I guess. I'm not really sure, to be quite honest. It's, like, really, it's, like, confusing. And I'm, like, I just can't. <laughs> your label head is also your manager, right? Which I, I assume probably helps with a lot of these red tape things. Yes. I actually, I mean, I don't have a manager, uh, but Seb is. Topps' manager is uh, runs the label. Uh, we, Tops is, no, actually, Tops is, uh, yeah, Tops is not on Arbutus anymore, but also, we, we did work with Seb, but yeah, we, we, like, yeah, we're not anymore, but we're, obviously, everyone's very good friends, but, uh, we, Seb is, helps me a lot, he definitely does a lot of, like, uh, he fills a lot of, like, a manager's role, and I really appreciate it, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he, the man does a lot, he runs a, a very nice label, I will. So, like, he he knows a lot of the like ins and outs, and a lot of like yeah bureaucracy around a lot of that granting stuff. And like he he's been a really good he, he's been a good person for me to like turn to to ask questions 
because I, I really like I am pretty new. I mean, I'm not new to music, but I'm very I'm pretty new to the music industry. Like, I don't really know. I mean, I've just been in, I've been in bands. I've never ran my own business, essentially. Uh, so I'm learning a lot, actually. And Seb has been really lovely and like helping me navigate through that. So I mean, I, I assume the math changes considerably when it's I mean, b- both in terms of like creatively and pressure, but financially and everything else when it's when it's your name on the product. Totally. It's like, I, and I said that to my sister recently, I was like, it's, it's like running a, a, your own business. You have to learn a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of like accounting stuff that I, you know, I didn't do before that I'm doing now and thinking about things differently, which is like, can be distracting. I actually got hypnotized. <laughs> I was, I, I was going through a phase where I was like, not really writing. And I was really like, just focusing on more of like the business side of Marcy and it was really bugging me I couldn't like get my head out of it and like whenever I'd sit down to write it was just all I could think about so I'm like got my friend to hypnotize me uh I mean I think it worked (laughs) what was the goal it was just to to be able to like separate my my like brain from like you know business and creative like when when I'm going into creative mode that my business side of I guess my those thoughts like don't interrupt. That's fascinating. I've, I've never done him. I've, I've, I, I do a fair bit of meditation, but I've never done hypnosis. So it's nice to hear that, that it worked for you. It's really nice. I, it was, it's, it was my first time. It's been like working. I've done it with her like three or four times now, but uh, it's my first time doing it, but I really like it. It's, it's like quite therapeutic or at least the way that she does it. It's very therapeutic. You've been working on this project a lot and it, but it seems that it's kind of coincided with, it also feels like at the same time that that tops has been, taking off as well, you know, like uh, touring a lot. Obviously it's been a a number of years since there's been a full length album out, but is it difficult budgeting your time? It is. I mean, it is and it isn't like Marcy, Marcy isn't like, I, I'm a, I, okay. This year was, was definitely easier uh, because tops wasn't like doing much touring. It, it was, it, I found it, it to be fine, but like, yeah, like, like, you know, I thinking about the future and stuff, there's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I get a little nervous because I just want to make sure that I can just do everything that I, you know, can. But for the most part, it's been fine. It's been easy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, now that, I mean, just thinking about like releasing my record and when Tops is going to release, when we're going to release the Tops record, I'm like, okay, I want to like plan it properly so that I'm not, it's not like the schedule conflict doesn't happen. Because, you know, I mean, you release a record and then you have to tour it. So I'm trying to make sure that, yeah, the timing of, both it works out because i i would like to just i would obviously like to do both always did you feel a a limitation in terms of your own identity and your own songwriting within the band yeah i mean definitely i i when i first started writing in the band i mean they were very like open to having me which is really great but i i'm i definitely like i i definitely held back a lot uh at the start just because i wasn't sure like how much i should you know, give or like, that's like any new job. right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But now, I mean, on this new record, it was really fun. I mean, we just like got into the studio and started writing stuff just like all together at the, you know, I mean, I feel like we all have our roles too, which is nice. Like, and like, they're always open to me, like bringing songs also to the band. But I feel like when we jam, it's really nice. Cause we have like David's playing guitar. I'm playing keys, Riley drums and James writing the melodies. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's nice cause it gives you a lot of freedom actually, where you're not having like two people writing the same part, you know, we're all just like writing our own parts. And then at the end of it, 
we can all look at it together and like, I mean, obviously Jane and David are, uh, I feel like they are like the, the head of like, they do a lot of the producing and the writing and they're, you know, ultimately boss bosses, but like, yeah. Uh, but it's been this, this past record writing, it was like, was really fun. And I just felt really, it was, it was nice. It, it was very like everybody contributed in, in a way that was like very, easy and free and fun and yeah i think it's also like a new job and, and i'm probably revealing a lot of myself in this but you know for me when i started a new place it takes a really long time for me to feel like i'm a part of that new thing that existed before i was there oh my god T- completely i completely understand that i feel like that in relationships or like anything i do it takes me a while to like get comfortable enough to to be myself not be myself but you know like to really like give everything or like feel like i can you know without stepping on anybody's toes or whatever um but yeah that's it's yeah it's i mean it's obviously very similar in a band dynamic i guess it's also like a relationship in the standpoint of that it's like yeah this was a fully fledged person before i came on you know? totally it's, exactly and it's sort of like okay well now i need to you know there's a big difference between starting a band and like kind of jumping onto a, a moving platform. Absolutely. And I think that's why, I mean, you, know, you just gotta be, you just gotta go, go along for the ride and see what happens <laughs> without being too pushy or anything, you know, I mean, you're learning from them they're learning from you. So I was surprised that you didn't have a lot of faith in your voice when you started this project. I know it's funny. I mean, I think that I, I just, I don't know. I, I sang in other bands, like just like backups. Um, I guess I just didn't know that I could really sing. And I, it's funny because David was was actually the one that was like, "You should use like like I had like I have like I guess cheesy aspects to my voice as like everybody does." But he was like, "Do it." He's like, "Don't feel like don't feel insecure about it. Just do what you think is is right, and like we can look at it after." But it was a nice opportunity for me to just like let go of like in my insecurities and just do it and then once I started I was like oh yeah this is like really fun and I really like because I did it a lot when I was younger and I guess I just forgot or I got scared and you know it like died died and I was like oh I don't I can't do this anymore I had this exact same conversation with somebody recently where it's just when you're young you don't know that you're supposed to be ashamed of things yeah. that gives you so much power that you don't have when you've lived some life oh my god it's so true though it's so true it's like this, yeah, you, you build up all this, like all these insecurities and fears and then they just like take over and you're like, I can't do anything. But it's nice when you have friends that can help you and they tell you, you know, like, no, no, just, just give it what you got. It'll be good. 